The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. It is Sunday night. We've got some heavier than expected fab bidding. We have some uh, some more prospect call-ups. We're going to play a little drop or hold. It's that time of the year. And uh, we got the Dodgers. Uh, Re, uh, reinvigorating themselves into the top team in the National League. We're going to talk about it all coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are sponsored by Rival Fantasy. We appreciate their sponsorship on the uh, on the podcast here. It's Sunday night. I am Scott Jensen. Joined, as always, on Sundays by uh, Jeff Erickson. You guys complete rate review the podcast. Helps out a lot. Uh, all that jazz there, too. But, uh, Jeff, it's, uh, I guess it's the middle of the May. We got, uh, we got enough of the chunk of the season, about a quarter of the way in. Some of these stats are starting to matter. How are you doing? Doing well. Keeping busy, uh, yeah. as always. Uh yeah, get high school graduation to prepare for, you know, things like that. Uh, watch how, a lot how, of baseball. How, how fast did that come in high school? Oh my graduation? gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I was, I have a first grader and like, I remember when yours were young and I'm like, I can't believe it's high school. That's wild. It is. It is wild. She had prom her final prom, uh, last, uh, last night. So, uh, yeah, crazy times, crazy <laughs> times. Indeed. They grow up awesome. w- wickedly too fast, but, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a fun journey and, uh, yeah, it's all good, but, uh, Hey, a lot of, uh, baseball results. And like you said, some spirited bidding, I might've gotten yeah. involved in that. That's a tease. Radio oh, program. nice. I like to hear uh, that. So, um, good. it's so funny. We were talking a couple weeks ago about, Oh, the Dodgers are 500. You know, are they, they they've lost some guys. All of a sudden I look up this afternoon. Dodgers have the best record nationally. The they passed Atlanta. They swept San Diego. They were two up on San Diego five days ago. Now are seven up on San Diego. They've won five in a row. The Potters have lost five in a row. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I, I guess the uh, the cream rises to the top would be the uh, the, uh, the the phrase here. It's uh, the Dodgers are, are looking really really good again. They are, and you know they're. St- I mean, they were starting to play better too. Uh, you know, previous like they had that great homestand uh, the week before where they swept the Phillies, uh, and I think and then they swept someone else. Uh, they they so they won six in a row. Uh, they go on the road and hang in there, and then they come back, host the host the Padres, and then, you know we're big brother to them. Uh, this yeah, they week. really are. And you know, there's fewer opportunities for head-to-head conflict between the the Padres and the Dodgers too. So the Padres get fewer shots at the Dodgers this year too, which you know hurts them a lot. I mean, the the NL West they've really started to take control, passed up the Diamondbacks. Uh, that was a fun story for a while, but the Diamondbacks have their own issues. Yeah. Uh, I you know I I kind of was 
you know, I was a little bit wrong on the Dodgers. I thought that when that their 500 start wasn't necessarily it, but I also didn't think that they were a 96 win team, which is what I think you had to bid on, uh, like for over under number wins, uh, wins. And I thought I was taking, I was on the under on that. Maybe it was 96 and a half, but point being is they are kind of sneaking towards that target yeah. now. They're, it's, they're playing 634 ball a little bit ahead of the Braves, but the Padres with this five in a row, they're three games under 500. They're seven games back at the Dodgers. They're a minus 10 in the run differential. Um, they just have not delivered so far. It is so early. And if we saw, saw I think like three of the four last four World Series, we've seen teams that look dead early. That made the Phillies last year, the Braves a couple of years ago. Um, so obviously nobody's burying anybody, but uh, yeah. Padres got to get going pretty quick here. Braves were 10 games out. A, a year ago and made and won the division going away. They were way out two years ago, came back and won the world series as a uh, wild card, no less. So, yep. I mean, just a reminder that, and last year, the NL, uh, the NL champ, NL NL championship was between the five and the six seed. So That's right. crazy things can happen. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a we got a six seed and an eight seed in the NBA final four right now. So it's uh, there's a lot of a lot of that going around, but um, Texas Rangers, I want to ask you about uh, 25 and 15, second best run differential in all of baseball, better than the Braves, better than the Dodgers. They only trail the Rays. Um, they they're now uh, within six runs of the Ray of the Rays. They've scored 254 runs. The Rays have 260. Uh, they're only they only get up 17 more runs. Than the Rays. They are right there numbers wise with Tampa in terms of a run differential. Um, a little bit behind them, but smoking everybody else. Uh, do you have any, do you have a feel for the? Do you think this Rangers team is real? We're 40 games in the season, so like I said, a quarter of the way in. Um, how real do you think the Rangers are? I was I was I've been skeptical, but I mean. They, they, they've gotten it done, and you know, DeGrom's been out for a good chunk of time. Seager's been out, they're going to get Seager back maybe as yeah. early as Tuesday. Uh, you know, their bullpen stinks on ice still. Uh, but it's kind of funny. Guy that was freely available in March, late March, Will Smith is their best reliever now. Um, and you know, pretty much is the closer. Uh, Leclerc is terrible. I, I think yeah. that they do need to kind of improve their uh, relief work a lot. Uh, so that's something I'll be watching for a little bit to see if they do that. Uh, but they even have some, you know, some guys in the farm system too. Evan Carter's tearing it up at Double A. Uh, he's a guy that will uh, see if they either promote or trade at some point in time, where they trade somebody else to make room for him. Um, they do have some interesting uh, parts. You know, they've they, they've gotten improvements from uh, some of the role players like Leody Tavares, Ezekiel Duran have provided a lot of mileage for this team. Uh, uh, you know, and I, the Astros are vulnerable. The uh, Mariners are vulnerable. Uh, yep. this is, there's four competitive teams in the AL West. So that's the thing that kind of works for and against. It feels like a shot, Jeff. It was not. It was, <laughs> I promise it was not. Hey, um, have the, I, 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 I'm looking at it right now. Do you know if the A's have won their 10th game of the season yet? I I, I would bet the under on that. <laughs> They're at nine. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just it's so bad. It is. It I is. Love, I love today. They uh, they tied the game against the Rangers in the bottom of the seventh, made it 3-3. Then give up eight in the top of the eighth. It's crazy how bad it's their bullpen has so been. Bad. It has been so bad. Um, and they, the thing is, they've got some hitting. You know, Brent Rooker leads baseball in OPS. <laughs> Bonkers, right? That's It's crazy. They just have, I mean, the pitching staff is just just the worst. It's so, so bad. It's incredible. Yeah. It, it, it really is. Um, but going back to, and the Rangers, it was their turn at the wheel uh, to hit hit the Rays pitching. So, you know. Hit the, hit the A's pitching, you mean. Did I say Rays? Yeah. I think you said Rays. I'm like, well, nobody Rays wants pitching that. has emulated the A's this, what? Ra- this past weekend, but we'll get to that. Uh, Rays pitching. Let's just jump in it right now. Like, this is yeah. a team that is 31 and 11, as elite as possible could be. They've lost two absolute studs for the year now. 
um, with Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen like that is no matter how good you are and how deep you are and the Rays are always really deep. I mean, that's just a massive loss. It is. And they haven't had a single inning from Tyler Glass now. Yeah. Uh, Taj Bradley is still working on count, uh, subtract, uh, going from six to five and not doing very well at it, apparently, <laughs> either. Although they may be, they might have their hand forced. Uh, they lost Garrett Clevenger for the season, too. Uh, they haven't had a good left-handed reliever all year. Jalen Beeks had a couple good innings this weekend, so maybe that's some inspiration there. Uh, they've been without Pete Fairbanks. Supposedly, Fairbanks will come back on Tuesday. Uh, so that that will be some good just to get the – just even for depth purposes. Nothing against Jason yeah. Adam, but they got to have other reliable guys, especially when you, you know, you're relying on the relievers more. They're going with bullpen games. I mean, it's they're really in a tough spot. You know, Yanni Chirinos was available in some leagues this weekend. And even though he doesn't strike anybody out, I kind of still interested in him because, you know, he's going to be in that rotation yep. for a while now. So I put some bids in on Yanni Chirinos. It may not have been the first one, but, you know, it's definitely someone I was I was thinking about. Uh, Josh Fleming has been banged up and not very good. Uh, you know, For a team that's so good, they've got some clear flaws and it kind of stood out, you know, this this week, this weekend against the Yankees. It did. They uh, they they pulled it out today, but they lost uh, they lost two uh, two close ones to start that. I yeah. I looked at Chernos too, and then I saw more walks or more walks than strikeouts, and I just kind of moved on. But yeah, I mean, Ray's pitching is going to have some chance for some wins. But uh, did you yeah. uh, see Jason Adams' reaction to the game ending out? He thought he thought Judge got him. Oh, did he hung he? his head, and then it was caught on the warning track. So yeah, I, mean, I kind of thought I had, they were using last year's Yankees ball. It was weird. I had. <laughs> That's that's a good one. I had the I had the grid channel up and I like was watching that game. And I looked down and the inning was over. Like it was a really fast yep. and quick inning, but I just so I didn't see the last one. But that's uh, that's pretty funny. Yep. Uh, so week eight in fantasy. Uh, just real quick, there we're gonna play a little drop and hold here in a second. I want to <laughs> ask you about some guys that are struggling. I picked guys that are in ranges where you, you had to draft them highly. But let's look at week eight for a second. We've got uh, we have eight teams with seven games. Uh, the aforementioned Yankees, the Jays, the Orioles, uh, Angels, Mets nationals dodgers and cardinals um so those are some big schedules there's big offenses in that group too especially when you got you know new york and toronto and the dodgers uh five games you've got detroit and pittsburgh so just a heads up on there uh, if you have any guys you know playing an fpc type league where you can switch guys off uh, you know, out for the weekend um detroit and uh, and pittsburgh look pretty rough for the the first half of the week here yeah they do um must be playing each other they do play uh, each other yeah that, that's pretty normal that was a, um, that was good math by you right there yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sometimes I'm, I'm gifted there, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny because two weeks ago we're like, oh, Pittsburgh keeps it going here. They've been rolling, and Detroit, man, they're dregs. Detroit has showed a little bit of signs of life. Uh, they got they lost two or three to Seattle this weekend, but uh, they were they were feisty and they won today. Uh, they gave Cleveland all sorts of problems earlier in the week. Their Torkelson had a good week. Now that I finally gave up on him in a place, I think. Um, what else? Uh, well, and Riley Green's starting to play well. Too, yeah, he's right? starting to play well. Yeah, they just don't have the. They still don't have the pitching, and you know, it's it, they built on these young guns, and they all got hurt. You know, and that that's tough, but uh, that's what happens with young guns. It's funny you mentioned Seattle. And I looked up to see what that record was. They're twenty and twenty. It's amazing that between the AL West and the AL uh, AL East, there's one team under five hundred. Yeah, and the yeah. AL Central has one team over five hundred. Yep. Uh, geography still plays a role. Um, it's not as big of a role as in the past though. I mean, yeah. that's one of the, the stories here is like, you have to play every team now, uh, at least three games. So I, I, I kind of like that. While it's, uh, while it's fresh in my head here, someone's got a question in the chat. Um, they can add JJ Bidet, Jake Fraley, uh, Outman, Lamont, Lamont, Lamont Wade Jr. Or Harrison Bader. 
Uh, their their drops are possibly Gunnar Henderson, Nolan Gorman, or Josh Naylor. Should they make, make a move, Jeff? I mean, Naylor's hit homers in three straight days. Gorman won two all, games in a row. All leading, all to give them the lead in the eighth and year later, too. That was a, so, I don't think I, I think I saw that that that, that had never happened for one guy before. Yeah, and honestly, I don't want to give up on Gunner yet. Uh, I know it's teasing a subject that we're going to talk about later, but uh, let's talk about him now. Uh, I don't want to give up on Gunner. Uh, So I I had him in the dropper hold segment, and it has been – I ended up with him in the Vegas main event draft, and it has been horrendous. It has. uh, And it's a a weird profile right now, too, because he is walking a freaking ton, like super patient, but striking out a lot, too, but hitting the ball hard. He has a 45.5% hard hit rate. He's got a barrel rate of 10.5%, walking at 19.5%. It's a wild number. He's got 25 walks, has 40 strikeouts, hitting a buck 75, Babbitt's 226. I can't fathom that that Babbitt lasts with, um, you know, with how hard he's hitting the ball. But um, this is someone that really showed well last year, um, was good in the minors, then pretty good in the majors when he came up. It's been, it's been ugly so far. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, you know, even with, you know, you know, with Ramon Urias, when he got hurt, I figured, okay, maybe a gunner plays a little bit more. And every time I'm willing really to give up on gunner, like he'll do something like have, like he'll hit a home run uh, yeah. against a lefty or also for no, no, no less. I'm like, I just can't do it yet. But I mean, there is definitely that bias that because I drafted him, I'm going to value him a little bit more. Yep. Um, and not only that, I draft, I, I made a point of drafting him. I went out of my way to draft him. I I did too. I think I took him in the seventh round. It was a little bit of aggressive and I, uh, I cringe every time I look at the people that I passed in order to take him, but no, uh, don't just don't, don't do that to yourself. I like, uh, uh, I like, I, I like to, I like to punish myself. Oh dude. I mean, it, you can, Oh, I, I, one of my, yeah. Well, my, my live main, like I said, it's the worst draft since the rogue drafter, uh, worst live draft since the, <laughs> the rogue drafter. And he was doing it semi on purpose. Uh, I have no such excuse. I wasn't trying to, to, uh, rig the stats, you know, juke the stats for the, for week one or anything. Um, I have, uh, I have two picks in my top six in the Vegas main that have combined for one home run. Mm, who are they? Michael Harris and Tim Anderson. I have Michael Harris on that, on my Vegas main Austin Riley slumping there. Um, Teoscar really not, my faith he's in him is not just, justified. He's just bad right now. He's the so stri- bad The strikeout to walk. He's bad at baseball right now. Yeah. Th- and those are three of my, it was like my first three hitters. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Weird. I'm not doing well. Yeah. I keep looking uh, at my offense. I'm like, why is my offense so bad? And I'm like, Oh, Tim Anderson has a home run and Michael Harris has one. They both were injured too. So maybe they, maybe yeah. they get hot here, but uh, it's uh and uh, Justin Mason's chimed in. No, it was not worse than your New York draft in 2019. Nobody can really top that draft. Um, <laughs> he had, he had, everybody. He had, he had the all injured, all stash team, which was, uh, <laughs> which did not work out. I can't believe they're giving them to me. I'm sorry, Justin. We've all been there, dude. Uh, we've all been there. And I, I'm there right now, so I uh, I fully feel you right now. But, uh, but again, uh, at least it wasn't like a player player evaluation. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's been player evaluation. Me too. You know, it wasn't. A, I, I'd rather screw up the tactics than player evaluation. That I, I feel like I'm way worse because I'm just drafting bad players. Yeah, so it's uh, I did the same too. I'm hoping they turn it around. I mean, we, you, these are good players, and hopefully they turn it around. But it has been a it's been a rough start. But a couple other names I want to ask you uh, for some draft drop and holding. We, you know, we are at the time of the year where you've got to think about this stuff. You know, we're we're a quarter of the way in. It's not like yeah. oh, it's been one week. It's been two starts. Um, I picked a bunch of guys who are kind of in the round seven to fifteen range. So guys like 
you really liked. You took him for a reason. Uh, we talked about Gunner. I think both of us are a hold for right now. Uh, what does one do with Lance Lynn? Um, worst ERA among qualified starters in all of baseball at 7.51. The whip is 1.6. Uh, the, the walks are doubled from there last year. The strikeouts are actually up a little bit. He's a 27% strikeout guy right now with a 13% swing strike rate. So he is missing bats, but the hard contact is brutal. 10% barrel rate. He's got uh, the bat up 364, over two home runs per nine. I mentioned the walks. It has been really ugly. And it's just, I mean, the White Sox have been ugly in general, but it's been really ugly for Lance Lynn. He hasn't, I mean, his first start was fine against Houston is the funny thing. Oh, it wasn't great. He gave up four walks in that one. He had a 10 strikeout game against the Twins on April 11th. And you're like, 10 Ks, no walks. All right. This is what the guy we got. He just needed some time to warm up. He's going. And then fart noise. I mean, he hasn't done better than four runs allowed in a single outing since just, then. I was going to say he has two starts all year. He's going to less than four runs. And one was three and one was two. Like he has not thrown a, a gem really all year. I, it, Steve Moyer, the late great Steve Moyer, used to refer to the "Oh no, Chan Ho" problem. This is way back. Uh, Chan Ho Park was an ace at one point, and then he fell apart. And the the problem was this was like in labor where you couldn't bench a guy, right? So it was either you start him, he destroys you; you drop him, someone picks him up, and he does well. Yep. You're screwed either way, right? Um, the, Lance Lynn falls squarely into the "Oh no, Chan Ho" territory. I. I haven't cut him. I have him in AL Tout Wars. It's just ridiculous. I, I, I have like a just a load of injuries in that league, so I can't even get rid of him. Like unless I just flat out cut him, I think there too. But uh, I, I am within a hair's breadth of uh, cutting him. I think. I mean, it's just, it's just soul crushing. He, he got crushed by the Royals, who yep. are the Royals, and I know they have some interesting young players. You know, I'm down with Vinny P. Uh, he's a friend of me. But uh, at the same time, I look at the rest and you know, like Sal- Salvador is obviously awesome. Bobby Witt has done good things. He, his, his three, his triple slash isn't that good, but you know, he's doing providing fantasy stats. He certainly least. has been fine fantasy wise. Although uh, yeah, real world wise has not been great. His OBP is 267 right now. Yeah. It's terrible. It's really bad for a leadoff guy. And he hits leadoff every single day. Yeah, uh, and the bottom half of their lineup isn't very good. I, I think they had to get the Michael Massey game. Um, they, they had, you know, they've had some other games where some guys have stepped up. Um, you know, they, they they're calling up prospects at least, so they're not being static. But they're yeah. a bad team, and Lynn got crushed by them. Yeah. That's the takeaway. It was four runs in the first inning. You're like, and then they and then he hung around for a fifth inning and went from four to seven just to add that little uh, cherry on top. Yeah, the velo's down. It's down half a mile an hour, or like point eight last year, then another point seven this year. So you know he's he, it wasn't doesn't like got through ninety eight anyway. Now he's down to ninety two. So it's uh, it's rough. I think I'm a hold for two or three more starts, but he's uh, he's on that. Uh, he's certainly on the. Do I want to use him this week? He's like I may bench him in some spots, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I'm dropping quite yet. But uh, I'm pretty darn close. Right. Um, couple questions in the chat. Which two of the three would you keep? Tanner, Bybee, Kyle Gibson, or Logan Allen? I would certainly keep Bybee and Allen of those three. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. How would you rank uh, Brian Bayo, Dane Dunning, James Paxton, and Brad Keller? Um, by I height. Would, by, by height. By, by Canadian. So Paxton's first. By Canadian right. nationalism. Um, I go uh, I go Paxton, Bayo, Dunning, Keller. If I had That's exactly this. the order I had them in, too. Um, we're gonna talk, I, I like we're gonna talk about Paxton a little bit. I do. I like Bayo, too. I just uh, I like both those guys. I, I'd have Paxton, Bayo on their own tier and then Dunning on the next tier and then Keller um, nowhere near my team. Yeah, he, he belongs with Helen Keller uh, in terms of that. So uh, 
Um, next thing I want to ask you about is a, is a tough call from a kind of strategy uh, roster standpoint is Jordan Walker in St. Louis. You know, Yeah, I've got went, that problem. He yep. went flying up. I held him. I haven't been in the main event. I held him. I actually got him in my last main event. I, a pretty good price. We can say where he had gone. I was like, I'm going to grab this. Um, the concern with Walker is he has 14 games in AAA. And he's hit a buck 54. So it's not like he went down there and he's like, I'm showing you guys what I can do. I'm going to knock the door down. Granted, he's still hitting the ball pretty hard. Um, his bat up's 189. So there's some there's some weird stuff in there. But, you know, they're looking for results. They're looking for him to not just be good, but be really good in AAA. Um, he's giving them zero reason to call him back up right now. And I just don't know. I mean, he, he needs to get hot for a couple of weeks probably to get called up. I and mean, we could be talking we could be talking a while here before he's back in the majors. Yeah, I, I've got him in the friends and family uh, draft that we did, which was my FOMO draft. Um, and now I, I, I have fear of not missing out. Um, I, I really wish I had missed out. Uh, and I, I, that was like a seventh round pick there. And it wasn't even that crazy. It was crazy, but not like insane. Like last year's like prospect inflation. I don't know. I feel like he's, he's got prime, uh, post type sleeper potential, but that doesn't, you don't really know when that kicks in. Sometimes it's usually yep. a full season almost, uh, if, if I, I, had, I believe in the you, long term. If you had to guess, like if you had to pick a date, I know it's impossible to do. What, what when do you think he's back up? I mean, obviously it depends so much on his performance, but are you like, you're like, I think he'll probably be back by mid June. You're like, oh, he might be in August. The day after Ollie Marmol is far, uh, fi- uh, <laughs> Oliver Marmol is fired and they just swept the Reds, Red Sox. So that's not happening. Um, yeah. I mean, t- they, right now, I mean, they don't have Walker or Tyler O'Neill. There's no place for Walker. They yep. one of the reasons they sent him down was because there is a roster log jam. They found his performance just meh. That he wasn't playing, so the instruction is send him down so he can play every day. For sure. And I don't see that really changing. I mean, it probably takes uh, an injury or two. I mean, we saw one with O'Neill, and that didn't do us. We probably takes a couple of injuries and him getting hot. Yep. I mean, I think uh, I'd be surprised. It would take. I think it would take multiple injuries for him to be up by in the next uh, in the next month or so. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so too. Um, and him tearing it up. I, you know, I, and you know, friends and family has a, si- a similar roster constraints to the NFC. We do have IL spots, but only a couple yeah. and only like three or four bench spots. So and every you day you can't use play, your IL, a, you can't use your IL spot on Walker. Cause he's no, and I have two yeah. IL guys. I have like four IL guys. I mean, I, I don't have the spot for him. So I, I, I'm close to cutting him there. I don't have them yet. I haven't cut him yet, but it's, I, uh, I was, uh, I was one player away from cutting him today. I know that yeah. uh, Dylan Carlson hurt his ankle tonight. Right. Uh, we don't have a severity uh, note on that. The game just, the game just ended, but, um, I was, uh, if I needed one more spot, he was my next spot. So I held him. I, I'm Carlson see was goes. a cut for me actually, by the way, in a couple of places. Carlson was a, I don't want on my team. My team. I just, <laughs> You're I smarter than I am. I don't think you don't I need just, to belabor that point. I just don't think he's very good. Um, <laughs> Adam chimes in says way. I understand it. Walker has to be up on Tuesday to have enough service time to qualify for that draft pick rookie of the year incentive. Um, I thought it was last Tuesday, to be honest. I kind of given up on that, but that's something to watch for out. So that's worth waiting another week to be honest. Uh, but I, I don't think the Cardinals are necessarily motivated by that, but maybe they are. Who knows? I mean, I, I I'm trying to think of who, uh, who would be winning that right now in the national league. I guess James Outman probably is winning that Corbin Carroll. Red yeah. Beatty, Senga has not been good. Brandon Fott's not been great. Miguel Vargas coming Fott on. Fott was pretty to... good today, though. Yeah, he was good today. I'm just trying to think of names that are like in that mix. I mean, uh, I can't. Of time. 
plenty yeah, of time. Plenty of time, but I, it's, he's got he's got work to do to pass Alvin and Carroll. But there's nobody that's like run away with that. Like uh, you know, right. Yosh- Not Yoshida, Yoshida in the AL's got and he's probably got a pretty big lead on Volpe in the AL. So there's a couple other big names. Seventy five percent of the la- uh, the season still remaining though. Yeah, I would not think huge. that anybody is. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be betting favorites for rookie either. Let's put it that way. I just I don't know if the Cardinals are motivated by that though. Like I don't. I, I, I agree. I think they want Walker to get right. I don't think they're calling him up hitting a buck fifty four no matter what. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What do you think about his teammate, Jack Flaherty? It's a really good question because I uh, I had to think about it. It's a weird profile with Flaherty because he's striking guys out, but he's walking a bunch of guys. None of it's good. Um, I held on to Flaherty. He has two starts this week, but I think it's Minnesota and St. Or Minnesota and obviously plays for St. Louis. I forget who the other start is. It's um, I'm looking right here. It's oh, it's Milwaukee and the Dodgers. So like. Yeah, I don't think I want to throw that, but you look and the strikeouts are up 22%, but the walk rate is insane. It's over 15%. He just scares the crap out of me right now. I think the like even if he pitches well, you're going to get some strikeouts, but I think the ratios are just super dangerous right now. Yeah, Wilson Contreras is back behind the plate tomorrow for him. What the heck? And Flaherty they, they, requested they, that, too. They sent After being the guy for, that threw him under the bus earlier. For like 10 days, they took him out? like, And suddenly he knows how to – the whole thing is weird. Those Cardinals are strange right now. Although, they, you're right, they swept the Red Sox. But they won five out of six this past week. But that put them t- – winning five out of six, and now they're nine games under 500. Oof. Process that for a second there. Yeah, but. that's ugly. Um, I think uh, – Flaherty's right on the edge for me. Um, I almost dropped him a league. I was had another league where I need I didn't need a pitcher. I didn't I didn't bid on him. He was available. I think I did, but I was uh was, he was like down my list. But um, I, I would treat him as a common. I would treat him as a okay, if he's got good matchups, yeah, fine. You know, stream him. I, I, I don't think he's a perma drop. I also don't think he's a perma hold. Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's a pretty good way to put it. And then I, it's funny you look at the strikeouts. You're like, oh, he was striking guys out. His last two starts took out three guys in each start, so maybe not. Uh, and yeah. he gave up he gave up ten to the Angels. Not so it was it was really ugly. I uh, I'm not using him in a deep league. I'm holding him, put him on the bench in a twelve team, or he's an he's a cut for me for sure. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, one, uh, we got a question in the forum here. Uh, Ray says. Who would you prefer? This is Cardinals related. That's why I went to this here. Who would you prefer for the rest of the season? Brendan Donovan on the Cardinals or Christopher Morrell on the Cubs? Uh, Christopher Morrell for me, um, just on fire right now. Was yep. killing it in uh, in AAA. Slugging over 700 in AAA. Hitting over 330. Had 11 home runs in 29 games. I looked at him a lot today, as you can tell, uh, as we were doing was doing fab bidding. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at last year. He only hit 235 with the Cubs, but like batting average is brutal last year. He hit 16 home runs, had 10 stolen bases. Like we're talking fantasy here, and that was really helpful. Um, I, he's hitting the crap out of the ball so far. I mean, it's only been four, four or five games, but uh, Morel for me, I, I think Donovan's fine. I like the second, third, and outfield eligibility, but right, I kind of I don't want to say he's just a guy, but I feel like for fantasy wise, he's kind of one of those you know, bench guy, use him if you need to. He's got some eligibility, uh, that helps you there. So I like him on a roster, but uh, give me Morel with the second outfield eligibility. I think he's got way more upside right now. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it, and the thing is, even the Cardinals aren't committed to playing Donovan every day. Yeah, uh, that, they're that, mixing and matching a bunch. Yeah, they are, and so that that's another reason. And uh, no, there's no guarantee Morel gets them, but um, it gets the regular playing time. But they did call him up even before Nico Horner got hurt. Remember that happened? Yeah. It got called up the day it happened, but it was before the, the, that. Later that day, Horner did get hurt. Horner went on the IL. I think even after uh, Horner comes back, I still think Morel plays a lot. They're going to find places for him. He I will be like Donovan where he's not going to play one single place. He's going to play all over the place. 
Yeah, I do too. I mean, they're playing Nick Madrigal right now, a bunch, and you can just take away those at bats when Horner comes back. And who knows what happens with Mervis and Mancy. There's there's gonna be spots there available. And I think that they did the, you know, go down and, and prove you because you come back up and he just he slammed the door down. And it, it's I think he proved to them, and I think he's gonna get a ton of at bats. I think so too. I think so too. Question in the chat for you, since you're the Reds fan, Jeff. Uh, would you rather have Taylor Walls or Matt McClain? You mentioned uh, earlier <sighs> Matt McClain might be getting called up. Is he got called up, or the rumors are getting called up? No, he's he, no. They Reds he's up. said he's coming up tomorrow. Oh, nice. So, um, article uh, in the Cincinnati Inquirer uh, from uh, uh, Charlie Goldsmith saying that he will be called. Uh, yeah, he, either he has been called up or will be called up. I know that nuance actually matters. I think. Okay, no, the Reds plan to call him up on Monday. A source confirmed to the Inquirer. Okay. Uh, was it 346 in AAA? So 12 homers and 10 steals in 37 games coming off a year when he was 17, 27. Um, when you look at the surface stats, fancy wise, uh, it's monstrous. Yeah. So to answer the question, walls who had a grand slam today and has been really good and is amazing defensively. Uh, he, the problem is I don't trust his playing time. I just don't. I, I, I the second he slumps, I think Walls loses playing time. But then again, McLean's not done at the big league level. We see that with other hitters, they make the jump and the transition's harder than it used to be. I think there are, you know, there's some players that do it, but for the most part, we see guys struggle when they get the, you know, Matt Mervis is like, yes, hello, it's hard. Two um, two for 17 or whatever he is so far. It's uh, It's been rough, but uh, yeah. Walls, is, Walls has looked good. He has uh, seven homers and seven steals. He had one of each of those today. Uh, he is striking out less. He's striking out about 4% mm -hmm. less, walking a little bit more. The hard contact's not really there, but you mentioned the defense. Like the, the Rays, uh, you know, you're going to have games where he doesn't play. But I like he's a lefty, you know. At least he's on the on the, on the right. He's actually a switch hitter, so he can he can go either way. But uh, he's so he gets he doesn't have to worry about getting the, the bad side of a platoons. But you're right, the defense keeps him on the field. He's a really good defender. Um, watching him, it looks to me like he's he's taking another step. Uh, he's second, third, and short eligible, which is really nice. But yeah, I think you have to look at last year. He hit 172 last year. Like that yeah. that is still there. That's still in the profile. Struck out a lot more. But if he's dropped the strikeouts, his hard hit rate's up, not great, but it's up eight percent. Um, I think that. Uh, it's tough. Um, I, I will say one other thing. Yandy Diaz left today's game in the I first know. inning with a groin issue. So Talk that's something to watch. Guy's been killing it too. That's, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that, that was like, uh, yeah, that, 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 that was an injury that launched a thousand gifs. Um, you know, he, but I, I think that just one other place and Brandon Lau is really on the struggle bus. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the other, and I mean, he's someone I, who, when he gets on the struggle bus, he can be on it for a long time. He can he hang out a, there for a while. He's had a lot of slumps in his career. I mean, he gets really hot too, but there are some times he has some seasons where he, he would just kind of slump. Yeah. The Rays will be slow to bench him though. That's the yeah, one thing. Cause they they're will. financially invested in him. So that that's one thing. I, I uh, I feel better about walls playing time than I did. I haven't been one league and I did a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I'd probably have to go McLean just because that fantasy upside is so big, but I would actually like to have both of them on my team right now. If I'm be honest. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Um, one more, uh, one more, uh, drop or hold before we get fully into, uh, into fab here. Uh, the guy who was interviewed, uh, during Sunday baseball tonight, uh, Tristan Casas on the, uh, Red Sox, uh, you know, a guy that we all really like. He's a, he's got that, you know, disciplined approach. He walks a ton. He's walking a ton, 17%. He's in a buck 88 with five home runs, 14 RBIs, and 18 runs and no steals right now. He's not going to give you any, any speed, so that's kind of off yeah. the table. Hitting the ball pretty well, though, over 11% barrel rate. Uh, the BABIP is 212, which is weird because it was 208 last year for a guy who hits the ball pretty hard. Um, what are you doing with Tristan Cases right now? Because he's, uh, he's playing a corner infield spot for you in fantasy. 
Uh, a buck 88 with not much power and no speed has been really rough these first six or seven weeks. He is like the prototypical, He's the light's going to turn on at some point guy. I just don't know if it's this year or next year. Like, yeah. I, I, I really think with his approach, it, it is going to turn on at some point. I just can't trust him right now. I'm finding ways to try to get him out of my lineup. Major League Baseball record holder for most innings to start a season is listening to the podcast right now. Brad Ziegler tuning in, t- talking to us on Twitter. That's pretty cool right there. Yeah. Um, Brad, how are you? Um, yeah, so I, I agree on cases too. It's just, it's tough. It's just, it's just not fantasy wise. It's not there. I don't know how you play him right now, but you're right. It's going to click at some point. You just don't want, we talked about it. We talked about Gunnar Henderson. Like you don't want to be the guy to drop him and then he helps out somewhere else. Like you mentioned with Lance Lynn too. Um, I don't know. It's tough. His, his OEP still over 300, but uh I'm uh, I'm nearing a, I'm nearing a drop for him at the moment. Yeah, I. And the thing is, like in fantasy, we hate it when the guy is like a total walker. Unless you use OBP, you know, you want him to knock some guys in, uh, especially with this Red Sox lineup that has plenty of guys on base. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I, I hear you. I I'm getting very frustrated with him too, and I have some exposure to him. He, he he's a one of the Erickson whiffs this year. And that batting average has to be there too. Cause he's not a huge, huge power guy. He's not a guy that's going to hit 35 home runs, but he's a guy that you're going to get some power from and you're going to get a ton that you're hoping to get a, a really good batting average and a bunch of runs. Cause there was talk of him leading off earlier in the year, um, but he's not fast either. He's right? not fast either. It's just a matter of him being on base so often. That he's Dusty Baker's like saying, see what I'm telling you about clogging the base pass. Yes. Like <laughs> there you go. But I mean, you know, if he's on base that much, it should be, you know, just by, you know, right. you, you don't have to be fast to score on Raphael Devers home runs, which is, which is nice. But uh, let's jump into fab. We've talked, uh, we talked to a bunch of players, but I want to get into fully fab. It was, it was a pretty, uh, pretty active week again, but first a note from our sponsors at rival fantasy. A new Major League Baseball season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, Rotowire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings, but if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use Roto, use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign up. Deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to 50 bucks. Now's the time to step at the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Jeff, let's start with uh, starting pitchers because uh, that was the big bid. Although there were some big offensive bids too. Uh, Yuri Perez in Miami had a, uh, a pr- looked pretty good in the first start. The results weren't quite there. He uh, he was pulled pretty quickly. Uh, he was he, he pitched uh, four and two thirds. Uh, did have some strikeouts, but uh, you know, again, I think he had two home runs, but seven strikeouts in that stretch. You know, passed all the uh, all the gift tests online. You know, I think my time I was pretty yeah. much Yuri Perez gifts for like for like twenty minutes. Um, I think you won some Yuri Perez, so you must have gone pretty aggressive because he was uh, he was very high up the dollar range in, in my leagues. So the background too is worst team ever, you know. <laughs> I, I and one of them uh, where I keep I've consistently missed out on all the big name young starting pitchers consistently all season long. And so how much before you go there? How much money like did you have left where you got them? So in one league, I only had like five fifty or so okay. going that's into it. Still, that's still a pretty good chunk. The other, I had over seven hundred. I think maybe even over eight hundred. So time, it's time to get someone big then. Yes, yeah. exactly. So Vegas, Maine. I got him for three thirteen with a runner-up bid of two sixty-eight. All right, pretty uh, good. Erickson untethered uh, the the live draft. I did uh, the online draft that I did where Shu was only wasn't able to be there for the live draft or the ongoing draft. Just chiming in here and there. One two fifty-five to two thirty-one. Uh, and then the third league, I didn't get him where he went for three, six, three seventy nine. So I didn't come close in that league, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I was in on him. I, I have concerns. I don't think he's going to go more than six innings at a time. I was going to say, are your concerns concerns pretty much innings, uh, you know, workload based? Yeah. Uh, well workload based and, you know, getting adjusted to the major leagues and Marlins based, you know, there's, there's. Yeah. There's, there's concerns, but... But, I mean, he threw... I mean, the big concern is he threw 31 innings last... Or, no, he threw 75 innings last year, and he's thrown 35 already this year. Yeah. So, is, were you bidding, are you thinking, like, uh, 80 to 100 more innings? Like, what kind of... What yeah, was your that's, ballpark? that's with- what I'm looking for is probably, okay. like, 100 innings is what yeah. is my my max on that. Uh, but, yeah, like, I have Kyle Wright to cut, so I... Uh, you know, that that's the thing is like, he's like my number three or four, you know, I, mean, I took Kyle Wright in their 11th round and he he's basically done for, uh, my team stinks. Like I, I got to keep going back to that. The other one's okay. It's do you, do you have a feeling like you're just, you guys are kind of slumping or do you just think your team's bad? Do you think, do you think you, did you see a pathway to getting into contention? I mean, it's a long season and every year there's teams in 13, 40, 50 plays who make runs later. Do you feel like you just kind of need to get going or do you feel like it's, uh, it's uh, it's going to be really tough to get going. Um, I feel like it's possible still. Okay. It's going to be. I mean, I'm up against it. I really need my hitters to hit. Uh, like the one, yeah, how I paid them. Um, but and at some point with someone like Perez, like even if there was 90 innings, 90 really good innings is super valuable right now. There are not a lot of pitchers to pick up every week. We talk about there's 
there's one or two, you know, big, you know, young studs that get called up. But like beyond that, it is awful out there in the, in the pitching right. landscape. I mean, I'm, and I you can't to... preemptively pick these guys up either. Like right. I can't go and get Gavin Williams right now. Speculatively. No, exactly. I have to wait till he actually gets the call and actually plays. Yeah. Um. So, and then everybody knows he's up and everybody's bidding 200, 300 bucks also. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you can hear the shouting in the background. Um, are, you, are you kids yelling at each other? No, no, it's it's good. Uh, uh, windows open, and I can hear the neighbors that apparently are, they, are big are they, hockey uh, fans. I would say they're, are they big Golden Knights fans? They are. All three goals this second period, I've heard them shout. So uh, who knew? I have a neighbor that's a big Golden Knights fan. I'm not sure which direction, but I can either hear that it. or they're, either that or they're watch, watching Succession and something fun happened. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm up to like season two, episode four on Succession. I I uh, plunked down for HBO Max, and so we're catching good. up so good yeah it's uh, great yeah it's a it's it's excellent excellent program they're very sure that i'm caught up on i'm actually caught up on that i'm gonna go i'm gonna go watch it here when we're when we're done but yeah yeah i was uh, i was in on perez not as high as you were i was more in the like the high ones low twos and i was outbid but my problem is almost all my i i, I should say almost I, all my teams i really have bad offenses and i'm struggling there i have more pitching points and hitting points and mm-hmm. i just couldn't uh, i'm only i only probably get one more big chunk guy at some sure. point here before we start going you know 20 and 30 dollar bids and i just couldn't have it be another be a pitcher i just i just needed to be an offensive player whether it's mclean whether it's someone that gets dropped i want to add whether it's a bunch of offensive players i want to pay 50 bucks for i just i had to save it for offense so i couldn't go fully all in although i i, I like it. i thought he looked really good the stuff looked really good um, he's obviously a really fun pitcher, so I have no problem with it. You got to spend it at some point, um, but I just couldn't do it with what my team needs. Yeah, and I, you know, like, and I think, yeah, you want to get the value of like extra time in the year. If that's not what you need, then you don't bid big, obviously. But right. you you do the keep them honest bid. You go one thirty five and hope that yeah. somebody else is like, you know, the league is falling asleep at the switch. There's probably one main event yeah. league like that. There usually yeah. is, and I always do. And I was at like, I was thinking I was in like one seventies, one eighties, right in there. So like, it would have been yeah. a, a a big chunk, but. A bid where I would have been really fired up to get him, but I just couldn't spend um, more than that. Um, right. Angela in the chat weighed in that uh, Yankees Rays is a great series. That actually was a really good series. Yeah, someone was. who doesn't have a baseball team to root for right now. <laughs> that was that was great baseball, and I love I always love great baseball. I love watching good players play, and that was a that was a fun back and forth series. The Yankees Yankees down six nothing to Shane McClanahan. I was like, oh well, so there goes that game. And coming back on that one is really oh, yeah. and and McClanahan actually gave up four runs and in four innings today. Yeah. It was his his worst start by far um yeah and you know it might be a precursor to what we're going to start to see that yankee stadium is going to be a place where the ball flies out as it gets warmer there too because i think we're going to start to see another influx of offense so that's another thing to watch for a little bit there um the, so yeah, the, the overall major baseball era is like 4.3 and it summer the summer months that always goes up there's going to be a ton of runs would you adopt either the yankees or the rays no and no okay Yankees is too easy. I think you think yeah, that like, you, can't, you can't. I just I can't adopt. I can't adopt the Dodgers. Like maybe if my daughter's seven, if she like suddenly wants to be a Dodger fan, maybe I would jump in there. But it would be hard for me to to adopt a really popular team like that. The thing about the Dodgers, though, I mean, they're smart. They're they well, are. I mean, they're well run. I mean, they're fun. I, they're, they're just they're fun. fun. Their players yeah. are fun. I could. I used to hate, hate, hate them. Uh, yeah. No, after the eighty eight, after the eighty eight World Series, I had a long hatred of the Dodgers. Now that I can them. watch them too, by yeah, the way, that helps. That also helps. Yeah. Not getting to watch Clayton Kershaw and listen to Vince Scully for like five years was truly yeah. absurd. Yeah. So I, I mean that that's kind of like stopped me from like a you know that I mean because I do hate the Reds ownership. Almost they're they're not they're not Fisher bad, but they're the next level. Yeah, they're the, the 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 whatever circle of hell is considered less bad. That's them. 
someone was asking or talking in the chat earlier. I would not dump Michael Harris, by the way. I'm 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 very much holding on that. I oh think yeah, that, I agree. Uh, too much too much power and speed upside on, on in a great lineup. I think it I think it'll work there at some point. Uh, what about other pitchers, Jeff? I'm actually going to jump on our list. I'm going to swap here too because the the second guy, the third guy on my list actually went for easily the second highest price. It was James Paxton in Boston. He had the one really good start. I went aggressive after Paxton. I went in the 80s and 90s and it was outbid. I really thought that uh, I really thought that was going to be a bid that got him. And maybe you may have a little higher than people went, but he went for like 105 and 117 in my two leagues where he was available. Um, I guess What's that was available for me. Oh, I had two of my three. He was 62% available. So I actually had two of my three. So I was, uh, I was weirdly uh, had spots for him there. But, um, you know, someone that who knows? I mean, he could get hurt at any point, as we all know. He's thrown what, uh, 21 innings since 2019. But someone who has been really good in the past looked really good um, in the um, in the in his first start with uh, with the Red Sox uh, over the weekend, and uh, I think people saw that. People are desperate pitchers. If you didn't get Perez, I'm um, seeing like everybody's bumping up Paxton to try and grab him. Yeah, I, I play in leagues with apparently smarter people that picked him up. Like one picked him up in April 30th, uh, another one picked him up uh, in April 9th after he was dropped on April 2nd. Uh, which is just pretty wild. So, uh, you know, he, he wasn't available, but yeah, big maple. I, he looked really good. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously health is a big concern, durability, ability to go deep into games. Also, all those things are in question, but yeah, fastball good was, high upside. Fastball is 96 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. He looked it was, great. Uh, it was 92 in 2020 and 94 in 2021. So that's mm-hmm. uh it was it was really uh, really good there. Uh, Paul Spore weighed in. He did the same on Paxton and got obliterated in his bid. So yeah, I was in the same boat. Um, someone weighed in just uh, whenever. Just wait until you see where Otani signs to pick a new team. That's going to be the Dodgers. So I guess maybe I could just pick it that way too. Yes, yeah, I, I think I think Otani's staying here. The other uh, the other prospect that got called up this week. Uh, you know, it kind of went uh, went away a little bit when Perez made his pick, but Luis Ortiz in Pittsburgh was called up too. Yeah, uh, made uh, made his first start uh, earlier in this week. So it was a little bit kind of before Fab went, but five innings against the Rockies. Uh, only two earned runs. Did get five earned runs. Had a couple of unearned runs in there. Only one strikeout, I think, kind of tempered everybody on that one. But he's a he's a pretty big prospect. Had some good strikeout numbers in the minors. Uh, where were you on Ortiz? I kind of dropped him down in the in the thirties range, and I kind of just missed him in my my my, my leagues. Waterfall. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Um, I I had I, you know he's he was like usually like my third or fourth guy on my list. Uh, the K's concerned me a little bit. I think the pirates are spiraling. I mean, they already have started the spiral, obviously right. um, nine out of the last 10 losses. Uh, I do think that, you know, Ortiz has got some upside. I, I just, I think the team context is going to hurt him. I, they're They, today they won. They scored a ton of runs for Mitch Keller, which was nice. Uh, if it's, you have Keller, Mitch Keller's beasting. Dude, right now. The, he is, the breakout is here now. and it's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's real and spectacular. Um, but I, I think that, uh, Ortiz, I, he might struggle a little bit to get the run support, and I, I don't know how much they trust him to go deep into games. Also, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was Perez, then Paxton, then Ortiz, uh, pretty uh, with a with kind of a big teardrop in between each of them. Um, someone in the chat mentioned uh, James Paxton. Would you rather have uh, James Paxton or Tanner Bybee? It's Bybee for me. I think it's Bybee for me, but I had to think about it. He looked really good yesterday too. He looks today. Good today was it today except I, you didn't i didn't get to watch it because i'm a cheap ass and don't have peacock but uh oh that's right he i felt like yesterday because they started at like eight in the morning that's right yeah it was 8 35 in the morning our time it was on peacock and it had no mike trout in the lineup there uh or rendon i think so 
there's some di- discounts all over the place on that one there. Yeah, uh, for sure. But, I uh, I think Bobby is really good, and he's got enough innings that built up last year. I think he's going to throw plenty. Um, I'm taking Bobby. I just I I like how Paxton looked, but like the chances of him making a bunch of starts, I I think are still very questionable. Yeah. Um. By the way, so I need to pick up a first baseman and scarf. I have CJ Crone, uh, who's uh, yeah. going to go on the IL. Sounds like he's very lucky going to the IL, or IL according to uh, manager Bud Black. What are your choices? Let's do it live and yeah, live because my deadline's in eight minutes. So right. Spencer Steer, what's going to happen to him now that McLean's up? Is he still going to play every day? Because he's actually been very good lately. Quietly, you I, know, he's had. I would think so, right? Yeah, actually, his average hasn't been very good, but uh, nonetheless, he's had three homers. You know, he, he's got little, he's got crooked numbers all over the place on his last fourteen. And when you're in a fifteen-team mix league, got, that's is, something to look uh, for. Is Luke Rayleigh available? Uh, I don't believe so. Ah, uh, that's too bad. He, I think he, I think he gets six out of seven righties this week. Yeah, or maybe uh, it's five. It might be five out of six. Either way, he only faces one lefty. I think he's going to play a lot. Um, no, Rayleigh is not available. Wow, scarf. Some tough bidding there. Who else is available? Brandon Belt's available. Brandon Belt's always available, Scott. Uh, he he gets. Uh, I think he gets five out of six righties this week too. Yeah, uh, he'll be he'll be on my list. I can't afford to be too picky. I mean, I need it as a rental. Yeah, um, I like I like Belt as a, a streamer this week, just because I, I looked earlier at him and they, he, I think he gets five out of six. Oh, they play they play seven, so I think he gets six out of seven righties this week. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah, I'm cutting Carlson and I got to cut another cut. Well, as I, I'm going to be, uh, I, I, I have my token bid for Perez. They're not as neat, needy to get them as I am in other leagues. Unfortunately, no more L available. Um, moral yeah. of the story is belt, uh, belt gets Brito, Herman and Cole in the first half of the week. And then he gets, uh, Gibson, Grayson Rodriguez and Dean Kramer in the second half. I like I like the six out of seven. Uh, uh, Paul Spore in the chat mentioned someone else I was looking at. Uh, Jake Bowers, I think the Yankees have six out of seven. Uh, this bad leadoff week, uh, today. Bad leadoff, and he's uh, he's there uh, four at Toronto, then three at Cincinnati. Like that's really nice. Uh, apologies to your Reds, but uh, that's no, nice. no apologies. I'm rooting against them right now. Yeah, um, Luke Weaver, and then pick. Hunter Green, and then uh, I think Blake Lively is pitching on Sunday. I don't know who B Lively is, but I'm gonna go with Blake. Um, nice. Ben but, Lively, uh, who ben. shut out the Mets in his last start. So you know, put some respect on that name. Sorry, I apologize to. Uh, to that's a, that's Lively, more of a commentary on the Mets than anything else. So yeah, <laughs> Bowers is available, and I like him. I better bump my bid a little bit more. Yeah, I like um, I like that one too. There's a lot of people on Twitter talking about that one, so there might be some scarf people that, that bid a couple bucks uh, more on him too. So uh, I go I go Bowers and Belt for streams this week. Yeah, and then I'm gonna throw in like uh, Urshela and Steer. Did, did, uh, and did Garrett that. Cooper get dropped? And the Reds have a really good. Uh, I, I I thought about dropping Cooper in some leagues actually, but then he came back today. Yeah, uh, dropped, the Reds actually have a good week. schedule too. So that's the other reason to be up on Steer um, is because they get the Rockies. Uh, oh, that's right. They're in cores, then they're home against the Yankees. That is that is pretty nice too. Yeah, yeah, you got some good options there. Yeah, great options. The best options. In terms of options, those aren't those aren't horrible. I compared yeah. to some of the some of the middle infielders I've been in the last couple of weeks. It All was, right, uh, it was. Rough. I at least have five guys, so I'll probably get one of them. There you go. Uh, any other pitchers that you that you looked at? Uh, any any Chase Selseth for you? He is available in sixty eight percent of my list. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the one that's going to shock you. Please do. Um, league mate, fantasy football league mate, Patrick Corbin. Oh, look at you! Did you uh, two stepper two stars week? It's the Mets and who? I think it's a, the other one's a pretty good one. I want to say Tigers, maybe. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the Nats here. They are Mets and Tigers. You are correct. Both at home. Um, 
Corbin's been uh, Corbin's been definitely better the last uh, last few starts here. He's been cromulent. Uh, he's been looking at the five, last five starts: two, two, three, three, and two are in runs. Yep. So he's been he's actually been good. Uh, you know, max of six Ks is the problem. But. Yeah, the, the strikeouts have not been there, but he's pitched deep in the games. Um, the Mets are a weird team. They scored some runs in the second game today against the Washington, but not the first. They're obviously you know struggling compared to what we thought. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's throwable. I was, uh, it was in my waterfall. Yeah. Good. Good. He was, he was down my waterfall, but he was in my waterfall, but I got him in one league as my second pitcher added after getting Perez. We got him too. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you look at any of the guys coming off by uh, either triple a or the IL uh, Carlos Carrasco, Jared Schuster is, uh, is going to come up for the Braves. He was kind of a sexy name in drafts, but has been pretty bad in the minors so far. Uh, yeah, I, I think again, he might've been the last guy. Schuster might've been the last guy in my waterfall. Um, and that's, I think we've used up our limit of waterfalls for the week. Yeah. I think uh, we, I think we hit the max there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he, I just don't know how deep he goes, but I mean, the Braves, Braves sneakily have some problems right now. Uh, they're, they've got three starters three. And I had, uh, Chris Morton, on the podcast Morton, Morton Strider elder. Yeah. All right. Uh, God, you're right. That's and 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 freeze out a while. Winnins, um, who's not a kid, he's like 27. He's kind of the Atlanta version of JP France, but not as good. Uh, but a year younger. Uh, I think that, uh, and they don't have the a whole lot of like prospect capital to trade either. That that's yeah. the other problem. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just uh, I, I looked at Schuster in the minors and I kind of moved him down because it's been it's been really rough. Um, Dodd's grass- been worse. Car- yeah, it has been worse. Carrasco scared me. I just didn't like how he looked. I want, I want to, I'd like to see him, you know, throwing hard. Obviously, he has some mm-hmm. spots last year. He looked good, but uh, his 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 velo was down. Um, it was rough. What about what about relievers? I think the the obvious name here, and as we'll get to news and notes later, AJ Puck went on the IL. Um, not good for me. I have a team. Uh, my only team was kind of doing well, and has since tanked. Uh, has uh, Lodolo and AJ Puck. So it was not a good. Uh, not a good Sunday here, but uh, Dylan Floro um, likely takes over for, I would say, a majority of the of the Marlins. Says I think you're going to get some Tanner Scott in there too, based on matchups. But um, Floro got it today, though. Yeah, Floro got the save today. He's got a, he's got a 22 or 20 percent K minus walk, so he's actually been really good. Lowered the walks, the strikeouts are up a little bit. Swinging strike rate's not good; it's down. So you're not not a guy that's going to really pump balls by people. But you know, three one ERA, one one WHIP, and he's got the job. Um, I was uh, I was in on some bids. I actually picked him up last week in a in a big like my tenth guy in my list, and that, that, you know same that kind of worked out well because I didn't have a to drop him. A little bit of serendipity uh, because he yeah. was originally going to be my drop for Perez, I think, in one league, and then yep. I had to scramble to change that. Like in the middle of the week, just to try to remember, I I put in placeholder bids for Perez, and Flora was my chosen drop, and I had yep. to hustle to change that. You know, <laughs> right. make sure like uh, in yogurt, I was running behind and getting my bids in, so I had to kind of like make sure I got that one in in time. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I think he's going to be decent. Like I, you look at his, you look at his past; he's always just kind of good. I mean, yeah, he's, just a, last, he's a solid guy. Yeah, ERA's last year two six two eight three zero three one. Like it's just really solid. I don't think he's going to be fantastic or elite or anything like that, but I think he'll have the job. The thing with Puck is we don't know. Like it was a dead arm, and then and two hours later, it's left nerve irritation his elbow. Like as someone who's missed a ton of time to injury in their, in their time, you know, we, we talked about him being a starter and then he just couldn't make it as a starter and ended up a reliever. I mean, he's, he's been pretty good. He had a couple of hiccups, but he's been, you know, has, was their guy has been good, worked out really well. He got drafted, but uh, I don't, 
I don't think it's any kind of sure thing he's back in two weeks. Yeah, Marlins had a sneaky bad weekend. They lost him. Uh, they lost Puck. They also lost Jesus Sanchez. Yep. And then Jazz, and then most importantly, Jazz yeah. Chisholm with the turf toe and going to get a like see a specialist on that. He's not on the IL yet. Ch- Chisholm isn't, but man, and it sounds like that's something he's been dealing with too. Yeah. And then he ran into the wall and it kind of exacerbated it. But it just, I, I you have to think yeah. with a franchise guy like that. Last thing you want to do is like, yeah, just play through that for a while. You know, it's, sure. it's freaking May 14th. Like you got to think they'll give him some time. Yeah. It's too bad. Cause he has seven home runs and 14 stolen base. He's been really good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So, but going back there uh, to Floro. Yeah. So I, I definitely would have picked him up had I not had him already or, you know, you know, ha- hadn't been focused on other priorities, but yeah windfall of a guy i think he gets the majority of saves there uh you put on our outline the yankees pen yeah it I mean, is so confusing right now wandy peralta had two saves this weekend um sorry really go back someone asked about what the exact uh thing the the, the, the tweet i saw from the marlins beat right on puck was a uh, left elbow nerve irritation that is what i've seen so someone yeah. was asking what exactly it was but i don't know if that's the over the ulnar neuritis thing that we heard of with yeah. uh, jeffrey springs that was the question the comparison in the chat right um I mean, it could be, I wouldn't dismiss it, but I, I haven't seen that yet either. Exactly. I was just going based off that. Uh, Floral, where he's available in mine, went for 67, I think, which was a 96. So like, <laughs> I was I was yeah. a little low. I didn't. I don't think I needed saves there, but I have puck in the league, so I would have liked to get him, but I wasn't paying 100 bucks for him. Well, and saves haven't come into the league that much this year. They have not. So have not. I can understand the big bids. I mean, I think it's going to be frustrating, but yeah, I, I get it. So back to New York Penn, Peralta got the two saves this weekend, you know, the kind of matchup base. Clay Holmes is is kind of being used as that guy where they need to get, uh, you know, the, the 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 chunk of the the righties out in the middle of the lineup. They're you kind of using him whenever. Michael King's kind of the multi-inning guy, but got smoked by the Rays on, I think it was yesterday. Um, it's kind of a mess here. Ian Hamilton has a couple saves. It doesn't really feel like we're getting a, a set guy at the moment. We're not. Um, it, it's wild that we have these competitive teams that don't have set guys. Yeah. Dodgers don't have a set guy. The Phillies don't have a set guy. The Yankees don't have a set guy. It, it, it's, it's beguiling. Yeah. Someone did mention Evan Phillips in the chat. He's, he's obviously long drafted and I, I'd love to have him. I, I think he'll be, he'll be solid, but you're right. It's not a, it's not a set guy there. And it's just, uh, you know, if you do play in a, in a shallower league, a 10 team, a 12 team league, and Phillips is there, I'd, I'd grab him right away. Yeah. And it's a reminder that we play in, you know, not everybody plays in a PC style league right, where exactly. the roster percentages are that, that tough. Um, so yeah, 28% roster in ESPN. Go yeah. get him if he's available. He's a good pitcher too. He is a really good pitcher. A uh, big fancy football player too. He was in the Scott fishbowl last year. Oh, um, cool. Boston bullpen. Uh, Kenley Jansen has been a, a, a rough couple of outings here. Um, it seems like he is funny. We talked so much about the pitch clock preseason. He seems like the one guy that's really, really affecting him. He's been getting some, some pitch clock time. It seems like he's rushed. He's walking more guys. He's striking out less guys. Um, do you think that, uh, his leash is, he's throwing it all pretty hard. His fastball is faster than it's been in his entire career. Uh, he's at 96 right now. He doesn't throw as many fastballs. He's just mostly cutters, but the cutters is faster than it has been. The velos up. Uh, do you have any concerns about Jansen? You think the leash is long enough that he's still fine? They got some. They got some so, good possible guys behind it. The the clock did not bother him until this weekend. The Cardinals did something different. They, were they would like stand, stepping out or something. They were or? like like one foot out of the box until there's like ten or nine seconds on the pitch clock. So they would he, kind of they would he kind has of this max elaborate they thing, right? And so they called him for quick pitch even. Okay. Like because you know like he was ready to go at sixteen or something. Like he had changed everything to adapt. And they changed on him, got it getting in his head. On Wednesday, he threw 99 miles an hour. 
on Friday and Saturday. Kenley. Wow. Right. On fr- well, it was his 400th save, and it was against his old team. Right. Still, though, they'll be able to ramp that up to 99. And, rem- and they were off on Monday, so it was yeah. like he was fully rested. He pitches Wednesday, blows it out, right? And then Friday, he was 92-93. Saturday, he was 92-93. But 93 was what he used to average at one point in time. Yes. And I think that was as, as recently as a year or two ago. That's what his average was. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, too, is that, uh, you know, I, I some of this is weird. They should have had a ground ball double play on Saturday to end the game. And all that wouldn't have mattered. Right. He would have given up a run. He, it would have been sloppy, but they would have gotten out of it. Um, so there, there are so many different things. And because it was, uh, you know, you don't get the air on the, unless it's, you know, an extra advance. Can't, you can't assume can't, the double can't play. Can't assume thing. the double play. Yep. But Kiki Hernandez threw it into the ground. And maybe, a, maybe a, you know, Pete Keith Hernandez makes that pick, but Tristan Cassis does not. Right. Um, I don't know. It, it's honestly, I, I wouldn't. I, I, at first I was worried. Now I'm a little less worried. Uh, but yeah, I mean, go get uh, Schreiber if you want to get the guy that backs someone up. Maybe Chris Martin. I don't know. Both, uh, and both pretty good pitchers, too. Like They're both guys that uh, if they were to have the job would be pretty pretty darn good at it, I would think. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do think it's one of those where I, I'm not supremely concerned but i was worried about him going into the season so i don't know uh it's just closers whenever everybody struggles at some point and we start to get our cockles up and get worried about it there yep um it's just they they have such a a quick little time they're in a couple back to back like everybody starts to freak out um what do you have any any feel for the philly bullpen you know jose alvarado who was closing a chunk uh, of their games went on the il they've got sir anthony dominguez who's been pitching well they have gregory soto craig kimbrell had a win and a save this week uh, it feels like even without Alvarado out, they're still just kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a good feel at all. I think they – I didn't even have a good feel before Alvarado went on the IL uh, because they there were times they'd use him in the seventh and the eighth. I mean, that Dodgers series, he, he pitched the eighth and Kimbrell blew it in the ninth. Uh, and, you know, then they said he was going to be available and then he went on the IL the next day. So, uh, I man, Alvarado was pitching so well too. I think Kimbrel's the main guy, but I don't think there's a main guy. I think this is kind of a feature with the Phillies. I think yeah. that they, you know, Rob Thompson is. And Gregory Soto got the week. save. Gregory Soto got the save yesterday or Friday, whatever it was. Yep, they, uh, they won five in a row, but then they got shut out today by by uh, Team USA's very own Kyle Freeland. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Um, man, I, I, Harper was so locked in on Friday and Saturday, though. Yeah. It's fun to watch. And then got got ejected today. Yeah, well, that was weird. Uh, that that was, bird guy. I thought I thought it was bird. I thought it was Bard at first. I was like, that doesn't seem like Daniel Bard. And then I looked, I realized it was Bird, not Bard. So it was uh, yeah. that was very strange. So yeah, it was uh, funny there. Um, the other guy that I kind of like uh, is Miguel Castro in Arizona. You know, looking deeper, he got the save on Friday. And then today, he pitched in the ninth in a tie game, and got the win. It's very slowly starting to lean, I think, towards Miguel Castro as the as the the majority of the guy in that pen. I know Arizona has been a mess. You still got yeah. Andrew Chafin there. Uh, your friend Scott McGuff is uh, kind of there too, but he's not really doing much at the end of games. Uh, but Castro has been, uh, you know, been good. 3.2 area, 1.08 whip. Uh, he's most importantly, the walks have already been an issue for him. He's, he's, he's lowered the walk rate so far this year down to under, under 8%. He's never, he hasn't been under 10% since 2016. Um, if he can keep that walk rate down, I think he's a guy that uh, could end up with the majority of the saves in Arizona. I kind of like him as a, a one or $2 ad right now. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, that's a spot I kind of missed today. I should have been more on him, but uh, yeah, I think he's interesting. 
We've gone out. We've gone. We've chatted a bunch here, but I want to do hitters real quick here in Fab. Uh, Christopher Morrell, we talked about earlier, was the was the big bid. We both really like him. We think he's going to end up with a job. I went uh, I went over a hundred bucks in the two leagues. He was available for mine. I thought I had a pretty good chance at him, and I was uh, just wrong. There's no other way to say it. He went for two hundred eight and one seventy seven in my leagues. I think that uh, offense has been so hard to find the last three or four weeks. Like anybody with uh, you know real upside, and I think Morrell, everybody jumped at him. He was sixty two percent rostered in the main event before today like 15% in the 12 teamers. Uh, I was pretty aggressive on him. I thought, and it turned out I was not that aggressive. on Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Um, I, I mean, Chu and I were kind of, I wanted to bid a little bit more than him and I still wasn't going to be enough. I went 91 in one league uh, where we needed him a little bit more. And then well, 93 and 91 and did not get him in either league. And yeah, yeah I think, yeah, it was really frustrating. He went for 183. Uh, and then in the other one that he was available in, he went for 159. So shame on me again, always short. I feel like on this one here, yeah. it's, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and then I think, and yeah, he was, and then also I, I missed out on yogurt too. And that was annoying as that's actually where I wanted him the most. It's uh, funny because I think what we're seeing is every week there's like two or three guys who are big ticket guys and only two of the teams can get those guys. So everybody else doesn't really spend that much money in those weeks. And then everybody's got, money to get it to get one or two of those big guys and we're seeing that the there's so little like i haven't seen as many of the 60 70 80 nine dollar bids it's all like the 200s then you got some lower guys but i think everybody still has money uh did you do anything with casey schmidt in san francisco had a really good um debut homer in his first game yeah someone that's had a really good batting average in the minors i looked back at him you know i was kind of looking it's only been a couple years but he was a pretty good pedigree he was a second round pick in 2020 is the 49th overall pick then obviously didn't play in 2020 because of the there's no minor league covid but i hit 273 in in single a last year hit 342 in double a last year uh, the, the issue is Brandon Crawford came back. Schmidt was playing shortstop, but he played third base, I think, today. Uh, were you guys in on Schmidt as someone that uh, looks like he can hit a little bit, but uh, playing time might be up in the air a little bit? In on him and didn't get him. Yeah. The Jeff Erickson story. <laughs> were you like like 15 to $25 in on him, or did you just get to people who were pretty aggressive on him in your league? Uh, let's see. He went for 77 Oh, that is pretty high. Yeah, we bid. What did we bid on him in there? This is the main. This is the worst main event team ever. Which so we are already kind of hurting in funds. Oh, we were very small on there. Um, he I think went we were for, very small in all of them. He went for 33, 33, and thirty four in my three leagues, which is pretty consistent. Wild. Yeah, I was going to say that's. Uh, I was a little under that. I just think the playing time is going to be an issue. The Giants like the platoon as it is. Um, so I just uh, you know I I need home runs and RBIs. I didn't really see. I don't know if he's going to do that in that park. He did have 21 right. home runs in the minors last year. So he's not like he's a powerless guy. I think he's going to have some strikeout issues. He had some, you know, some strikeout issues. He moved up leagues last year. He was in the low twenties and the mm-hmm. a little bit higher, but that was a small stint in triple. I think he's going to have some strikeout issues, but I do like the bat. I think they're going to find a way to play him, but I just think they're going to find a way to they're send him some games too. They just have so many guys. They move around. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, 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 he went uh, 28, he went 64, and, you know, 77. So all over the map in my leagues. Yeah, you're, you guys were a little more aggressive on him. Yep. Any other hitters that you were like? I had, after Morrell, that's why I went higher, Morrell. There was just nobody there. Dominic Fletcher had a big week in Arizona. Uh, Corey Jolks in Houston with Michael Brantley out for a while. Was it some Gavin yeah. Sheets was Brantley had a setback. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I don't know, I don't know if we're going to see Brantley any, this year. I, at I, all. Agree. I, I wouldn't, uh, I'd take the under whatever his at bat number is. Uh, Gavin Sheets is interesting. They play a lot of righties coming up. Obviously, Elo Jimenez is out, but he's 75% rostered in the main event, but a 12 teamers who's available. I had trouble finding bats that I wanted to get. It's, it's hard to find offense that uh, is remotely exciting right now, which is why, probably why Morell went so high. 
I picked up Kyle Farmer in a couple of places. All right. As like good scheduled play for the pivot. Yeah. Uh, he's playing a lot. Uh, and even with Kirilov back up, they you know they sent they they sent uh, Miranda down. Yep. And I think that's kind of the key to this whole thing is Farmer's going to play a lot of third base. Like Kirilov's not going to play third. No. And they, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And they sent, uh, or Max Kepler went on the IL, so just another spot where there's. So Larnick uh, came back up. After yeah, Larnick came back up. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's not a bad one there either. Um, he's got some eligibility that helps you out. Kevin Kiermeyer is hitting pretty well in Toronto. He's about uh, 45% roster in the main event. I just like, I like Toronto's schedule this week with the, mm-hmm. uh, the four New York and the three Baltimore, seven home games. Uh, I had Larnick listed on here too. He got called back up. It just, uh, big day finding- to day. Yeah. yeah, he did. Finding imp- everybody in Minnesota had multiple hits today. They they went to work. Were they have sixteen runs or something like that? Yeah, they went to work all weekend on the Cubs. Eleven yesterday. I, I dropped. Did. It was the I saw it was the most runs in a three game series against the Cubs in a certain amount of years. It was it was a, like a historical yeah. weekend for Minnesota. Yeah, they they I think they hit over four hundred collectively as a team this weekend, <laughs> which is yeah. Wisniewski got smoked. I forget who got smoked today. It was Stroman. It was, it was Stroman. That's right. Stroman gave it up. Yeah. That's right. He he pitched like two and a third or two and two. And he's been so great this year. He has been very good. Uh, was there anybody else offense-wise? I feel like uh, that's kind of it. It was uh, offense and 15 teamers was really, really tough. Jake Berger was available in a couple. Uh, Just came like off the one. IL today, yeah. and he's going to play a lot. Uh, because, again, no Eloy. So yeah. Gavin Sheets and Berger are going to get a lot of playing time. Berger, uh, Berger has some strikeout issues, but, man, that guy hits the ball hard. His hard contact yep. numbers are crazy good. Exactly. Uh, quick few news and notes before we jump out of here. You mentioned Yadi Diaz. Uh, he's actually going for an MRI on Monday. He had uh, pain in his left groin. I thought it was just kind of a, a quick tweak when I first saw it, but it sounds like uh, sounds like they're a little worried about uh, the severity of this one. Yeah, uh, that and CJ Crone both like started off as you know pretty yeah. uh, nominal, like and now all back, of a sudden back like, spasms, oh. right? Yeah, and, and the Rockies announced was like, well, you know, they didn't say they hesitated to call it spasms, and then after the broadcast is over, the GM gets on there and says, yeah, he's probably going on the IL. As someone who has had back spasms since my like senior year in high school, I never make fun of everybody for that because no, it's awful, no. awful, awful pain. Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, we mentioned AJ Puck and uh, Jazz Chisholm in uh, Miami. We kind of hit on Nick Lodolo. I wanted to ask you about him. Oh. Uh, hasn't been good since after like the first couple starts, but a minimum of four weeks he has left calf tendinosis. I looked it up. It's not tendonitis. It's tendinosis. Uh, what does I almost do? uh, spell check that for you, by the way, and like changed it in the outline. And then I was like, eh, Scott usually isn't that far off. I, I actually did too. I looked at it. I'm like, that's, is that a word? And then I looked it up again. I'm like, it's tendinosis. So, yeah. but a minimum of four weeks, which, you know, we hear pitcher minimum of four weeks. We're like, I assume that's six to eight. Like if I just guess, so you never know, but a month and a half, let's just call it, let's just call it six. And if we, if we're kind of splitting the, splitting it there, uh, do you hold Nick Lodolo right now? No, I guess start with 12 and also 15. 12 for sure it's a cut i think so too i uh, i even think 15 because again team context here uh the, the reds are just a bad team i know that you're calling up mclean and that might be good the other thing you know thing is it's not just you know lodolo was pitching poorly but maybe it's because of the calf but also the bullpen behind him is just hideous yeah. the defense behind him was really bad up the middle maybe mclean helps that maybe they get other reinforcements in but well um mclean play shortstop right away uh that is that is a question that you are asking that is a good one i don't know the answer to it i would uh, assume so I, if he doesn't play every day something's really really wrong yeah. um but he will I mean, he'll be when he but, plays he'll be at shortstop you think and the thing is i mean 
that they they have to figure out who is, who's their shortstop, who's their third baseman, who's their second baseman of the future. I mean, because they have they've collected six different really good shortstop prospects. So this is the start of them figuring that out. The uh, that's is, the way I look at that. The thing with Lodolo that really bums me out is I feel like we got all the bad stuff, and you know he hasn't been good. But he's also been really unlucky. His bat is four thirty five right now. Yeah, his K to walk is twenty two percent. He's twenty eight percent strikeout rate, six percent walk rate. I feel like we got all the bad stuff. And at some point we're going to get some really, really good starts. And now we don't, it's just a thir- swing strike is 13%. We were to get some gems out of this guy and it was going to be, they're probably gonna have some home run issues. He plays in a really tough park, but yep. I feel like we got all the bad, all the bad. And now we get none of the good coming on the backside, yeah. which is just I, really frustrating. I mean, I target him and keeper and especially dynasty leagues, because uh, yeah. especially if he's cheaply priced, but at the same time, especially cause it's not an arm injury. I mean, calf injuries can linger. They can have setbacks and all that, but an arm injury is like more permanent. Uh, yeah. I feel like so, but for a redraft league, I mean, that spot's got, unless you have, you know, IL spots and just, you know, a, a long, a, more than just one or two IL spots at that. Um, I, I think he's a cut. Yeah. I'm looking at my, my stuff here. I held him in the main event. It's tough. Cause I had him and puck and I couldn't, I, I think I'm going to end up dropping puck, but I wanted to wait a week and kind of see what the, what it looks like. Cause obviously, you know, you always hope that, Maybe it's short term. I think I'm going to have to end up dropping both of them, which is pretty crushing for a team. But um, I dropped him in yogurt. I had uh, I had eight pitchers if I held him, so I kind of had to do something. I have I have him. I have Rodon. I have Ugh. Jacob Degrom, and I have Taj Bradley. And I didn't want to drop Bradley yet because I, you know, I know he's having trouble doing with the five minute rotation, but he might come back this week. I wasn't ready to drop him yet with the injuries there. He's got to come up at some point. But uh, I had to make a tough drop, and I just I did made I made it Ladola because I know he's out six weeks. Yeah um yeah i think that's yeah I, I think that's the right call i mean uh you might end up cutting both eventually too i uh, I, I don't think it'll be i think it'll only be as long as eventually i think it's gonna be pretty quick i'm uh i'm i'm pretty concerned about puck yeah i, I for sure for sure it's but yeah left elbow is just oh, so bad but it is uh a couple of notes here before we jump out you mentioned cj crone likely headed to the aisle with his back spasms uh you mentioned mike trout not playing this morning it was actually due to a sore elbow uh, which normal people have like whatever, but with Mike Trout, <laughs> I just never know what's uh, yeah. what's going to happen there. But obviously, that's one that you want to check uh, check yeah. the lineup pretty quick. Uh, they, the mitigating uh, circumstance on that though is he was due for a day off on yeah, Sunday, uh, supposedly, so. and got hit by a pitch on Saturday. So it's like, yeah, okay, we're gonna go with that. But uh, they yeah. are uh, they are at Baltimore tomorrow, so that's that's a nice uh, an early game. You can uh, you can just check and, and make sure that he's in the lineup. Sure. There is a uh, just a note. There is one day game tomorrow: the Mets Nationals. It's wraparound series. Uh, the aforementioned Patrick Corbin facing off against Data Peterson. That's 105 Pacific. Uh, the rest of the games are kind of all normal, uh, at least past three o'clock. Yeah. Um, one other injury note: Joey Gallo left with uh, something very minor. Supposed to play tomorrow. He's been leading off. Yeah. And he hits hitting some, he hits some bombs, rockets. rockets. Like everything he hits is just smoked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just just crush. He hates batting leadoff, though. Is the funny thing. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Um. So we'll see if that. You know if they'll keep that, but I, I like him there. He's a patient hitter. It's it's kind of a good place. Just so tough fancy wise though, because he's hitting two hundred nine. He has sixteen runs. Like it's just is like it's batting leadoff will help that though. It will, and no speed obviously, but uh, strikeout rates down a little bit. But man, he hit some rockets. His barrel rate's like twenty three percent right now, which is yeah, just pretty crazy. Uh, Mason Miller in Oakland, who uh, was one of these guys we were talking about only a few weeks ago, getting big bids, uh, had the elbow issue. And uh, according to the, according to the first opinion, I was fine. He'll be back. Maybe not even miss a start. And now he's going for a second opinion as elbow on Tuesday. Um, I just assume he's going to be out for uh, an extended amount of time. It's just the A's right now. Um, I assume that second opinion is not going to be good. Next second opinions are never good. 
Rarely. Very rarely. Very rarely. Uh, you mentioned Jesus Sanchez on the aisle with a hammy strain. Too bad he just kind of been getting going. Uh, last guy I want to mention, Corey Seager is on his uh, rehab assignment, finally coming back. He played the last three days. Has not played nine innings yet. He's just kind of kind of been easing him in. Um, I can't, My thought on Seager was probably uh, sit the first half of the week and play the second half. Yeah, I've got him in a league where we have to set the lineup, obviously, at the beginning of the week in uh, labor. I don't have, like, the midweek change. Oh, that's tough. So I, I have to I, make a decision I, on that. I, I, think I, I think I play him. I think I play him, too. They are uh, they're home against Colorado the second half of the week. I like that. They're home against Atlanta the first half. So, you know, if he misses Morton and Strider, you're not really losing too much sleep over those misses anyway. I think you got to play him. Yeah, uh, and this is the league where I had uh, O'Neill, Cruz, and Seager. Lost nice. them in three days within each other, so – yeah, eagerly awaiting him back. I've climbed all the way up to 14th or 13th or 12th, depending on which time of day uh, right. that you check the live standings. But uh, it, it's yeah, just get it's, just get them out there. It's so sweet when you get a guy like that bat, though. It's like you got this huge fab pickup suddenly re-entered well, your lineup. It's so and sweet. I drafted and held Morel the whole time. Oh, so that's nice. That was nice. Suddenly your middle infield's looking up. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Carlos Rodon has begun physical activities. Uh, do you think we see Carlos Rodon pitch before the All-Star break? I have no idea. Zero say, idea. And he, uh, it's not on my watch. So I, I haven't I would, been following I would, it. it I, would say no, I would say no if it were me. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning no. Yeah. But uh, anybody else you want to talk about? I kind of feel like we hit kind of everything here. We hit everything on my list. We hit everything that's going on. Anything else on your mind you want to discuss before we jump out of here on this Mother's Day? I just looked on that list. No, I think we're pretty good. Beautiful. Cool. We want to thank everybody for listening. And obviously, obviously all the questions in the chat are great. Uh, sorry, we can't get to all of them. We try and uh, we try and get to some as we're going along here, but really appreciate all the chatter. It's been fun seeing people answer each other's questions on there. So that's always, yeah. always really fun. Uh, we really appreciate everybody listening. We want to thank rival fantasy for the sponsorship of the podcast. Also uh, really great there too. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he is at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. I promise uh, the Warriors tweets have gone way down over the last couple of days. So you don't have to worry about those anymore for a while. So I'll be talking a lot of baseball. Um, other than that, hope everybody has a really good week. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And we will be back at you next Sunday night talking a lot more baseball. Hope everybody has a really good week, a good fantasy week, and take care. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.